Welcome to another episode of the Rogue Dad Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about body image and self-worth. Webster defines self-worth as the feeling you have good qualities and have achieved good things. Body image is defined as the subjective picture or mental image of one's own body. And I would just like to talk to you a little bit about that today because, you know, you're a little girl and you're going to grow up and some of these things are really important. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Oh man, this is a heavy episode. I know you're just a little girl. You're only three or about to be four. And this isn't even on your horizon for a few years. You know, I hope it isn't. I hope it isn't. But I saw something the other day that uh, really made me want to do this episode. And I've been trying to think of the right way to do it to not create uh, certain insecurities or even, you know, flame the or uh, fan the flames of this myself. You know what I mean? I don't want to call attention to something that. Might not even be on your radar, but, you know, kids and young women, it usually does come on their radar a little bit, especially with the way society is right now. And the thing that I saw the other day uh, really, you know, brought it home for me uh, because you are my daughter. And, uh, yeah, so the other day I was at the pool, you and I were, and you'll, you'll never remember this because you didn't even know what was going on. But we were there, and it was just me and you, and another mom, or I'm not another mom, I'm not a mom, but (laughs) uh, a mom and her daughter. Now, I honestly thought when I first seen them that maybe they were roommates, or maybe the daughter was a friend visiting her friend's apartments, Uh, just the way they were talking about boys, and... I don't know, it was just really weird the way they were arguing. And I know the younger girl was vaping. Uh, so I was just really thrown off when I found out that it was her mom. And that the girl was 16. Uh, and what kind of brought the situation to a head, or actually what did, is... The daughter started taking pictures and then asked the mom to take pictures of her. Now, that in itself isn't a problem. But the pictures that the mom was taking were so suggestive and so sexual. And like the daughter was laying on the bench, sticking her butt up in the air. And her mom was like standing over her, taking a picture of her butt. And then... She got in the pool and like the mom was standing over her and the girl was like holding her hair up and trying to be all sexy. And what caught my attention was uh, as soon as the mom took the picture uh, of the girl in the pool, like everything was fine with the butt shots. The girl would take the phone away immediately, look at it hand it back to her, have her take more, tell her what to give her little instructions. And the mom did it 
without any hesitation, without any, hey, this might not be cool that I'm your mom doing this vibe, you know, none of that. There was none of that. Uh, and then I heard the, the girl from the pool look at one of the pictures and was like, mom, what the fuck? I can't use this. What is this? And I was like, mom, what the fuck? Dude, I couldn't believe it. I was so thrown off. And now listen, I'm going to be completely honest with you. The girl was very attractive. She did not look 16. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. She looked like she had been smoking for a while. Uh, I know this is a little off topic, but I, your dad was a trainer for a long, long time. And even when I wasn't a trainer, I was in the gym. And people would ask me to work out with them. And that's how I actually became a trainer. You know, it was that people saw me work out and they wanted me to work out with them or train them. And I've been up close to people in hardly any clothes, you know, workout clothes and their skin's right next to me. Their skin's sweaty. It doesn't have makeup. I've seen smokers' skin. I've seen uh, people who don't work out but are still thin. I've seen the way their skin moves and it moves different than than a person who works out and a person who doesn't drink or smoke. Uh, It just is. I know it's a weird tell and it's a weird thing to be able to pick up on, but I can see it. I can see it in everybody. Uh, You know, I can tell by people's posture. I can tell, you know, what hand they're going to punch with by what, foot they step with first or you know when they get out of a chair like where the, what foot they step with uh i've picked up on all these little nuances about the human body i can i can read bodies in people's faces so good and i could tell that that girl had probably been smoking for a long time and she was only 16 let's even give her the benefit of the doubt and say that she's going to be 17 in like fucking two weeks i could still tell that she had been smoking for a long time. And when the girl said, Mom, what the fuck? I can't use this. Uh, I couldn't believe it. And I said, you're her mom? Because they had been interacting with, Ro- with you a little bit, you know. Uh, you had went over to the daughter and like said, Hi, what's your name? You know, I'm Rogue. Like you always do to everybody. And kind of just went on about your business. Not really a big deal. They... They said you were cute and everything. But so I said, you're her mom? And the girl, the mom was like, yeah, like excited to say it. And I just like shook my head. I was like, what the fuck? I go, you're taking pictures of her like that? Like it doesn't bother you that you're sexualizing your daughter? And the girl, the mom actually said, oh, I thought you were going to say that I look too young to be her mom. And I'm like, you're fishing for a fucking compliment? Because, oh my God, this it was so warped. It was so warped. And all I could think about was you. I could just think about you being older and at 16, already needing 
to be told you're good looking or to be told that someone uh, pressed the heart button on your picture and needing it so much that you got mad at your mom for not taking the right picture. Like it was just such a, uh, a weird paradox of being a, a responsible adult and what's right. And yeah, the girl was pretty. The girl was attractive, but sh- her mom should not be publicizing it in a sexual way like that. You can always say, oh, my daughter is cute or my daughter's attractive and, you know, have some, uh, have some fucking morals and some pride about yourself. You know, uh, like I said, the definition of body image is the subjective picture or mental image of one's own body. If you think you are healthy, that's all that matters, Rogue. And I know it's so much harder to actually feel that and to believe it than it, than it, it should be. You know, what people think of us and us wanting to be liked is one of the hardest things to ever come to ever overcome. It really, really is. I still struggle with it now. I still struggle with driving a piece of shit car and being embarrassed. I'm 46 and it's not that big of a piece of shit car. It's just, you know, not a new car. And I still get embarrassed and I shouldn't because nine times out of 10, I'm driving to my cool job or I'm going to the gym or I'm going to the beach or I got my awesome daughter in in my car with me. Like I shouldn't give a fuck what other people think about what's outside of that car because everything I care about is in that car. You know, when you and me are driving in that car, I don't give a fuck. And everybody waves at you. You wave at everybody. Everybody waves at you. Uh, So we do get a lot of attention in, in the little Honda. And it does bother me, but it shouldn't. And I know it shouldn't. And I don't want you to grow up with low self-esteem. I don't want you to grow up needing other people to like you because you don't like yourself. I, I, can't, uh, I, I can't just stand by and hope that doesn't happen. I have to be an active part in your life in order for that not to happen. I have to be there and tell you that you're amazing and that you are funny and that you are pretty and that you're smart. And it's my job to do that until you can start doing it for yourself. And even then, even then, once you grasp the concept of self-worth, of knowing and feeling that you have good qualities in you and that you have achieved good things, then I think that your body image will, will fit into place. You know, I don't, I don't think you're ever going to be fat. I don't. I don't think you're ever going to be ugly. Uh, I don't. You're a very, very pretty girl. Your features, you're, you're pretty fucking perfect. You are. I can't find anything wrong with you except that fucking tear duct. And that only happens during certain weather things, you know, and it does bother me and I would like it to get fixed. Your mom said it was going to be gone by the time you were two, still there every now and then. But of everything I can hope for as a parent, 
I'll take it. I'll take a tear every now and then, you know? Uh, it was really bad when you were a little kid and it really hurt, hurt me to see something wrong with you. Uh, or just, just a hiccup. It's not even wrong. I don't want, I don't want to say right or wrong. I don't want to say there's anything wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You are fucking perfect. There are still things that we need to work on just because your dad thinks you're perfect. Doesn't mean that you're going to. It doesn't mean that the boy behind you in class that you have a crush on is going to think that you're perfect. He's going to fucking pick you apart because that's what kids do. He's going to try to find the thing wrong in you to make him feel better about all the things that are wrong with him. And girls are going to do it. Adults are going to do it. Everyone's going to do it because that's it's just what humans do. And when we can't find somebody to make us feel good about those things, nine times out of ten, we go and try to find something that will. Whether it be another person, whether it be a bunch of people, whether it be food, whether it be drugs, whether it be clothes, gambling. You know, all these vices people have is to give themselves a sense of self-worth. You know, uh, because their body image and their mind is so skewed, you have no idea. And this is going to sound crazy. I know it is. And I don't know when you're going to listen to this. And I don't know if you're going to be a teenager listening to this, an adult when you listen. I hope that you listen to them all the time, every now and then, whenever you're feeling so. I hope you can go back to this library of little, little uh, conversations and little life lessons that I'm trying to leave for you. And I hope you go back to them often. And when you come back to this one, I hope that it reaffirms what you already know. I hope that it doesn't shine light on something that it, it that you already know. I hope that you're not coming to this episode because your self-worth isn't there or because your body image isn't there. I hope not. And I, I honestly, I don't think it will, but I just still want to have these conversations with you. Just because you might not need them or not doesn't mean that I shouldn't talk to you about them. You know, the world's a tough place. It really is. And the only people that will truly, truly look out for you, hopefully, hopefully, you know, uh, is you and your mom and dad. You know, I would like to say that your family will be there, but sometimes they won't. And sometimes they they won't be able to help you even if they want to. You know, your family can tell you you're a good person, that you're caring, that you're funny, that you're smart until they're blue in the face. But until you believe it, until you honestly believe that you have worth because of the human you are and the, the person that you are, it doesn't matter what anybody else tells you. It doesn't. You can tell somebody that you love them over and over and over again. And if they don't believe it, there's nothing you can do. There's not much you can do. Like they say, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. 
hopefully that's still a saying by the time you're older. <laughs> I'm sure I have a lot of old sayings that you've heard in this this series of podcasts uh, that they probably won't say anymore, you know. Uh, but it's true, you know. Somebody can tell you, hey, you have everything you need to be happy. But it still might not make you happy and you might not realize it. Somebody could tell you, you know, you have so much, you should appreciate it. But until you believe that, until you believe all the things that you, all the qualities that you have, all the athletic ability that you have, you're already athletic as a motherfucker, man. Dude, your balance, uh, the way that you move, in like awkward situations makes me so proud as an athlete. It makes me fucking beam inside. Like I just, just watching you jump on curbs or off of curbs or the way you place both feet, you know, like the way that I saw that adjustment in the way that you were jumping. You, you went from jumping with one foot to jumping with two and Little things like that that I didn't show you. You picked up on that. And I can only, only hope that you got that from me. You know? And I love seeing things like that. I love seeing you want to play music. And I love seeing you sing Coco Melon. I love seeing you do all the things that make me happy and have given me self-worth. I still battle with who I am and like what I want to be. I had a lot of years that I missed uh, when I was in prison during a, a young age where I didn't know who I was. I, I had been told my whole life I was a piece of shit. I was a fucking, you know, my, my, my parents, my, your, you know, my mom, Alice. Uh, I don't even know if you'll meet her by this, you know, but dude, she was horrible to me. You know, always telling me I, I was bad and, you know, you're the spitting image of your father. Like, I didn't even know my dad, but everything I did know about him, nobody ever said anything good. No one ever, not even his brothers, my uncles, my grandpa, his dad never told me good stories. It was always bad stories of him hurting my grandma or him hurting people and getting in fights and, you know, uh, getting kicked out of the military. And my whole adolescence, my mom just told me I was like this person, this person that I hated for leaving me. My mom just kept telling me and telling me I'm like him. I'm like, you're the spinning image of this person. And it made me feel horrible about myself. It made me feel like, you know, I'm doomed to be this person because that's who I came from. And the person that helped that person make me isn't doing anything to make sure that I don't end up like that. They're flaming the fires to make sure I do. And for a long time, I didn't believe in myself at all, at all. I would do what anybody would say because I just wanted them to like me. 
I just wanted somebody to say something good to me. You know, my own mom, like never, I, I honestly can't, man, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. I honestly can't remember, uh, my mom ever saying, I, I love you, you know, I can't remember, uh, getting hugged and it, it affects you. You know, when your own parents don't think you're worth love, it hurts. And I didn't think much of myself for a long time. And I know how hard that is. I know what it's like to just want anybody to say something good to you. And I would fucking do anything to make sure you never feel that. I, I want you to know your worth because it took a long time for me to know my worth. A lot of mistakes and a lot of just trying to fit in and a lot of just going with the flow because I wasn't uh, confident. I didn't have any confidence. I didn't have any self-worth. You know, and the thing that, funny enough, the thing that gave me confidence and self-worth was MMA. It came late in life and... You know, I was good at it. I was good at motivating people and getting them to, to, to do things that they couldn't because I knew what I needed to hear and what I didn't hear growing up and what I, I begged the universe to send me. I would beg the universe to send me a friend or, you know, a dad, you know. <laughs> And uh, mixed martial arts, man, it, it it had other people in it just like me who, you know, got picked on and got beat up and they were over it too, you know, they, their self-worth wasn't there either. And they didn't know they had good qualities, you know, they, they weren't told they had good qualities just like I wasn't. And I knew I did. I was, I would do good in drawing. I would do good in sports. And these strangers would tell me I'm fucking an amazing artist, you know, a good athlete. And then I would go home and my, you know, the people that I wanted to hear it from would tell me to go to my room, you know, shut the door. I don't want to see you. And it hurt. It hurts still, you know. Uh, I'm sorry, this episode is so emotional. I really, uh, <coughs> I really didn't think, uh, talking about this would affect me this way, but, you know, we all have our scars from when we were kids. Some of them are just a little thicker, you know, it, it just, they still show. 
Some of them healed, you know. But I think one of the uh, reasons this is so emotional for me is because I really don't want you to feel what I felt. I want you to know you, you have amazing qualities at three years old. Uh, and I, I want to nurture them. I don't want to, you know, stump them or, you know, stop them from growing. I want to help them grow. And I want you to be proud of yourself like I am proud of you. And I want to tell you that every day. And, you know, I want to tell you I love you. Uh, every day, a couple of times a day. I, I think you're already getting sick of it. <laughs> you know, I think you're already getting sick of how often I tell you I love you. And that's good. That's fine. I I wish I was sick <laughs> of hearing my parents tell me they love me. You know, uh, I just want you to be proud of yourself because you have every reason to be already. Already. And I see you and I see you walk around with the uh, the confidence of not worrying about what other people think of you. And it's so pure. You know, you just say things that I know you might not say if you understand or if you understood the effect on people. We think it's funny now, you know, uh, your mom and I, you, when you say certain things like, no, thank you. Or, you know, like, I don't like this when, you know, it's, it's rude or whatever, but we find it cute now. And there's a part of me, a, a really pretty big part of me that hopes you always keep that. I hope that you always keep that little bit of edge of not giving a fuck what people think about you and not needing for people to like you, for you to feel good about you. That's all I wish. Because I know what comes with that. I know what comes with believing in yourself because I believe in myself now. It's, I still have my hangups. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I probably always will. You know, it's a matter of pride. It's a matter of ego. And it's, it's hard to let go sometimes, you know. There's these seven things that you have to achieve to become enlightened in the Buddhist philosophy, you know, to achieve nirvana. There's seven of them. I don't know all of them. I know a few, but I know the last thing, the hardest thing to achieve is to get rid of your ego. It's the last one. And it's hard to let go of it sometimes. It's hard to let go of your ego and not care what people think of you, you know. And I hope as your father and your friend, you know, that I can help you do that. That I can give you self-worth, you know. I'm going to try my hardest and I promise you that if you ever have any problem, you can always talk to me. You can always ask me any question, even if it makes me feel uncomfortable. You know, I might be a little weirded out at first, but I'm always going to be there for you. I'm always going to give you my experiences 
with my advice and the things that I've learned and hope that it can help you. That's my job as your father. That's my job as your parent and as your friend is to go through the life lessons that I've had and apply them to you and take all the good things and all the bad things and figure out what is best for you. And if I can do that, then I feel like you will have self-worth. And I know there's outside things trying to come in our force field and trying to come in and hurt you. And I get it. I get it because they hurt me and I've been there. But that's what's going to help you, I think, is that I have been there. I have been through things, Rogue, you would not never believe that when I told you them. Sometimes I don't believe them. I have friends that have known me my whole life. Jason Harriman, who's known me since I was fucking 18, has been through everything with me. Sometimes I tell stories and I can see that he's like, holy shit, that happened? So hopefully there's nothing that you can go through that I can't relate to. It might be with a boy and I went through it with a girl, you know, but the feelings are still there. The emotions are still there. And I promise I will be the best person I can be to help you through those. You know, I I promise that I will do my best to make sure you know your self-worth and don't need anyone or anything else to know it. So I love you. And once again, thank you for listening to the Rogue Dad podcast. Uh, I love you, sweetie. Be smart. Be safe. Be you. I love you, sweetie. So there you have it. Self-worth, body image. Boy, that was an emotional episode, man. I did not think I was going to get that emotional. It never even occurred to me. I really plan on coming in and talking shit about that mom. And I did not expect that. But it's good. I'm glad that you got to hear that. And part of your dad. And, you know, I always told myself this was going to be a uncensored conversation with my daughter. You know, advice at its fullest. So I think we did that today. <laughs> and... I love you, Rogi. You're my favorite ever. And please like and subscribe. You know, follow us on Instagram, all that stuff. You guys know the social media shit. And to be honest, if you don't, I don't care because this is for Rogi. I love you, sweetie.